Welcome to Split the Party on the Poor Decisions Network. I'm Nate Borges. Please enjoy our latest episode. Welcome to Split the Party on the Poor Decisions Network. I am your host and game master as always, Nate Borges. And with me are my exciting guests, players, and, well, mostly friends. We're going to go around the table, as we have been, and discuss what we're having for drinks tonight. We're going to have a quick discussion of this, because we're running a little late, so we're going to get right into the game. I am having Jack's Abbey, the Boston Celtics Banner City Light Lager. Never had it before, so this is going to be a first. As I try this for the first time, let's move on to Jesse. Hello, hello. I am back drinking again after COVID, and I am drinking paperback. I think I've had this one on the podcast before, but this is a Dino Sour Space Rodeo Blue Raspberry Sour Ale. Yes, most of my beers are highly complicated and highly delicious. That's all. You are really not helping the whole uh, hipster motif you were going for earlier. It it pours out blue. It looks like blue raspberry, I just gotta say. (laughs) We'll talk about that later. (laughs) I'm getting a liquid Jolly Rancher vibe. You're not far off. (laughs) Karen? I am having a chocolate volcano from um, Heavy Seas. I've had this one before. It's really good. Rob, do we go with a tea tonight? Yeah, just some lemon drop tea because I haven't slept in the last couple of nights, so not taking chances. No idea what that's like. Steve, how about you? Port. Port wine. Because Which port? Tawny? Uh, Ruby? 10-year-old? 12-year-old? Ruby? Don't know. But I did look at the alcohol percentage and it is... Just shy of 20%, and I poured a fairly hefty glass. And I'm also about you do know you don't drink it like wine, right? It's like a small glass. Um, okay. I disagree Ouch. with that on a on a physical <sighs> level. For those of you who can't see, Steve has a large wine glass about the size of his head. <laughs> well, that's a misnomer. Yeah, well. <laughs> Let's not get into that. <laughs> Josh, what about you? I am drinking cherry Coke tonight because I have an ear infection and I'm on antibiotics. Ouch. Man, our party is like hurting outside of the uh, the game here. You got COVID and there are fights in, in certain schools and <laughs> ear infections. He's taking con damage. Did we lose Nate he, or is he really good at holding that face? I, was, I thought I was losing my internet connection, so glad you're seeing it, too. Woo! Not me this time. I think he's coming back. <laughs> yeah, there he goes. He, he went blurry for a second like he was in witness protection. I feel like I have to around all of you. I don't know what you're talking about. You live with one of us. <laughs> she literally knows sleep. where you sleep. But we were in the forest, right? No, actually, the party finds themselves in the city of Magnamar, more specifically in the Foxglove townhouse. They've just run into 
as they called them, doppelgangers of Aisha and Aldern Foxglove, who turned out to be faceless stalkers, with two additional ones that came in from the outside. After dispatching them through some very hairy situations, the party finds himself standing in the house, standing over the corpses of these bodies. Okay, so first thing we need to do is get these in the house. So, um, Marigold, do you want to help me drag them in? Before I... <clears throat> Sorry, let me get into my French accent. Okay. <clears throat> baguettes. 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 Okay, I think I am good to go. Before you move them, uh, let me have a look. Uh, I would like to roll a perception for um, knowledge clues. <laughs> Rumbles will go shut the front door. <laughs> Is it possible we were set up? Janosch asks while he's looking over the bodies. It is possible, but uh, I do not have much to go on. Let me take a look. It, more than likely, I'd say. <laughs> the hell are these Looking things, for. anyway? Set up by Perception. Game. Okay, with a 24... Uh, you just see the bodies of these creatures. There's really not anything on them or to them. Uh, does it look like Inspector, they were here? Did they come from somewhere? You know, what are these things? Do you know? Uh, yes, I believe I told you in the midst of the battle. They are faceless stalkers. Uh, they can copy uh, the looks of anyone else. Though this one here, I, I have never seen one possess the powers of invisibility that is a new one on me just popped oh, out i could see him weapon. just fine huh. uh no no i'm pretty sure he came out of nowhere that was uh, that was crazy anyways let's uh let's bring the bodies in looking around is anyone on the street like looking at us pulling monster corpses into a boarded up house i think we're in a courtyard yeah it looks, it looks like yeah, we're like a in the walled back. off I, I can't see. We were already well. in the house for the battle. Um, so all that took place inside. Rumbles just went and shut the front door. Hmm. Yeah, the backyard is walled off. Okay, good. Nanosh will drag a body in anyway. Ditto. I'm not going to move the tokens on the map because honestly, I don't feel like pulling them off the map layer. So just they're in the house. Okay. So. I'm seeing doors here. So is this like a courtyard in the middle of the house? Is that kind of what it's like? Like, because I'm seeing all these uh, doors around in the yard. It certainly looks so, that way. Yeah. So, so it looks like. A, about, hold on. Yeah. So it's the same house. It's like a courtyard in the center of the house, the right? No, you're looking at the backyard. It looks like that little building off to the west is like a shed, and it looks like that door to the north is like a door to the fence. Door to the north. Um, we should probably check out the rest of the house before something else tries to kill us. I... <laughs> yes. I would agree um, with that. Before we do that, I would like to go over to that shed and take a, a peeksy doodle. If Janos is not doing that. He'll be opening the door that's next to him. No, wait, stop. <laughs> Splitting the party, always a good idea. I open the door and I can't see anything. <laughs> <laughs> The dynamic lighting doesn't allow me to see in. I can't move my guy for whatever reason. If you're trying to get him out the door, you have to kind of maneuver them out of a door. It's a little weird. Yeah, because you have to go through the physical door. 
Can you Did move Rumbles just walk into the room? <laughs> yes, <laughs> he walked right past Jan Hoch as he opened the door. Are you going to tell us what's in the room? Is there anything in the room? Maybe. Benevolent DM, I would like to roll a perception check. Sure. He called me benevolent. I don't like all this random moving. I don't understand what's Stop happening right up, now. Josh. Because the dynamic lighting, I can't see anything. That's the problem. Yeah, I, mean, I the couldn't dynamic see lighting, went. The dynamic lighting makes this very claustrophobic of a house. There we go. It's trying I to do stay enjoy with it, to be honest. But, well, it's kind well, of the I idea. If somebody disappears from your line of sight, you have no idea where they went. I think the hard part about this is that we're maybe not having, um, like, saying what we're doing. We're just kind of, like, going at random. I mean, Yano said that he was going to open the door, and then... The inspector said that he was going to open the other door. Did you say that out loud, inspector? No, we just kind of walked away. Yeah, I, I said I was going to go check out the shed okay. in the courtyard before we checked out the rest so of the house. So for our so listening audience that can't see this map that I like that everyone hates, inside this kitchen area where the battle kind of took place and spilled out into the northern doors to the courtyard, Inspector Clue has further gone into the courtyard, probably about another 20 feet to the northwest to a small shed. Like a hero. Janosch and Rumbles look to a door to the kitchen that was to the east. Janosch opened the door and Rumbles and Gotara piled in. So, perception. Same Marigold's going to go up with the inspector since she doesn't think he should go alone. Why? <laughs> bow, so bow, I rolled bow. a 24 on a perception check. <laughs> 24. So, looking around, you see a nice little chair, like shelves of books. It looks like this is a nice little study. Can I take a look at the books? Ooh, books and such. Sure. Uh, there's all manner of books there, from history books to novels to memoirs of people. I mean, this is kind of standard stuff you'd find in any home library. Anything, any of them similar to what we saw in the home library at, at Misgivings, or? No, you don't see any, like, how to lich and, you know, get rich doing it. <laughs> is there a book saying how I did it, also with a smoldering cigar and a still warm violin? Sorry, that joke was yeah, really funny. For idiots. And it took me off guard. <laughs> how to... <laughs> I like this hypothetical uh, library we're making. Is there, a is there a painting in there with an expression that keeps changing? There is not. This is, as far as you can tell, a normal library. Janos will say, stop looking around. Let's search the rest of this house. He doesn't understand why people always do this. They spend 10 minutes when there's perhaps a clear and present threat to our lives as Janos moves over to the other door and will open it. You may have noticed, lad, there's pretty much a constant threat to our lives and a lot of it comes from not looking around. Rumbles is going to follow Janos because he seems to be on the right track. You haven't lived. I was going to say, I don't think a book's going to come out and eat you yet. You'd be surprised. <laughs> so can the inspector open that door? Don't tell me how to live my life. This is where dynamic <laughs> okay. lighting is fun, because I can't see I them can't at see all. Shit. Yeah, I, I can barely it, see and... you guys. Yeah. You're going to have to reveal what's I have in no there. idea what's going on over there, yeah. so could be interesting. And there, you just have to step in. The dynamic lighting is you can't see. I'm still blind as a bat. 
I can see out the door. I can't see in the door. I hate you, Steve. I hate I you so very much. I know. And it is so much fun. Well, roll me a perception for what you can't see. <laughs> you see the darkness. My soul. Uh, 32. You look around and you see all sorts of barrels and crates and tools and supplies. This looks like a workshed. Any half-completed projects in the shed? Yes. In the corner, there's actually a wooden vessel with its grain structure, probably of a nice cherry wood. It's only about five inches high, but in an octagonal shape, which is about the size of a large grapefruit. No clear separation exists on the piece, leading you to believe that this may be one intact piece. Strange markings are carved into the outside of the box, symbols from all different cultures. These runes seem to be warding this item in some type of spell. A small amethyst gem is situated in the very top of the shape. Strange whispers begin to pour into your head as you reach for this box. This is the phylactery of a lich. No, I'm just kidding. There is nothing in there. Knew it. Oh my. Uh, can I pop open just a few of the barrels just to just to kind of take a look in? Sure, you pop open the nearest, and it seems to be half full of grain. Okay. Inspector, what's in there? Uh, it appears to be a work shed. Um, I, I do not know if this is where the uh, other two faces stalkers came from, but I'm uh, not seeing anything of... Uh, of notes in here. Yeah, actually, can I do a thorough search of this place? You, know, you like, want to take 20? No. I can oh roll. Oh my god, Dan is not staying 20. for a fucking hour while you check, yeah. check a shed. No, I'm, <laughs> She's out. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna do the, the cursory search, you know, quick search of all the, the cursory usual. take 20. No, of all the usual things. All the Rumbles usual is making spots. glimpses in the background because we're already done searching the house. We're playing cards. <laughs> yeah, you search on the shed. If you want to search a little more in depth, that's going to take you some time. Because your perception check was you kind of poking around and doing one of these and looking up and down and around like it. All right. So well, if you want to do a more thorough search, it's going to take time. Okay, I, I didn't. I thought you were just like a, a walk in, take a quick, you know, look, and it's like, ah, yeah, this is a shed, not a. All right, let me move things around, kind of thing. Well, you Just can do that, but that's going to take time. All right, I'll take a few minutes. I'm not taking 20, I'll take like five. Take a 10. Okay, so we'll get back to you. Yan Ocean Rumbles have entered the western door off the kitchen inside the main house, and it looks like they've walked into some sort of like kitchen, actual kitchen area where they do the cooking. Yeah, uh, prep area. Yes. Uh,. All right, Rumbles, you want to open that door and I'll open this one? Well, I was going to say, um, what is in the kitchen? What ingredients? Oops, yep, sorry. I have a new mic on the way. Woo! Um, yeah. Uh, it's just not going to be here till tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> um, so what is actually in this kitchen? Um, yeah. Profession cooking, please. Yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to roll a profession cooking check here to see if I can make myself a quick Scooby snack. <laughs> Please do. I'll take one as well while you're at it. You're not there. Will you do it for a Chloe snack? <laughs> Ooh, a pecan sandy. I can hear the noises with my 30-something perception. 
can hear a mouse fart. <laughs> Yano's just gonna you open should. this door. I rolled a Do you twenty-eight. Think mouse farts smell. Yes. Did you get a twenty-eight profession cooking? Correct. If you're a mouse, yeah. I rolled a nineteen. I guess that's fair. And it's a plus nine in that skill, sir. So with Rumble's profession cooking, he looks around the room and you see a very fancy area to the south there where that like blue table looking thing is. It's actually a like uh, cast iron oven. The top of it is like a range area where you can actually cook stuff on top of and the inside it's a wood burning oven. In the prep area that is behind you, you can see all manner of knives and utensils around there. Also, it looks like to be one massive prep area slash cutting board, and underneath seems to be more canned, jarred goods, I should say, that seem to be for storage purposes. There's also braids of garlic and onions and parsley, thyme, oregano, sage hanging from the walls there. There does seem to be basil plants in the window on the ledge there, and around the whole corner you do see some more bowls and pots and pans different more utensils around there does seem to be all manner of twine and bags uh, different things to tie up food get it ready there are some fresh fruits in the corner by gotara and the door to the north by gotara and the door to the south by janosh that he has opened none of this food is spoiled it has spoiled a little bit but mostly this stuff is stuff that keeps cool i was wondering more about the fresh fruit hanging out now it's more zesty than, you know, it was before. You know, we clear out the dead bodies, and this could be a pretty good base of operations down here. Little paint, couple of throw pillows. <laughs> Janos will open the other door while that's, well, he kind of lets that sink in since that... The door to the south that Janos opened just leads back into the main foyer. I figured. Uh, Gotara's going to check out what looks to be the bathroom in front of her. It does to be a washroom. You know, sake of argument, perception. Oh my god, you really want me to describe the washroom? You never know. Yano yeah, rolls to take a dump. There? Okay. Damn, I'm going to be in here a few minutes, uh, taking a look around. Do you want to make sure they are not getting into uh, trouble? Well, yeah, leave the squishy guy by himself. That sounds like a good idea. Yeah, I was just going to say, tactically, Dame doesn't think that that is the greatest choice, um, Inspector, but I am going to move towards the middle so that I can kind of watch front, like that back door and um, to the side of the house and just stay until you're ready. But if you could hurry, please... I like that you are still the uh, the voice of reason in all of this. Well, she is more the voice of reason now than Miniri ever was. Someone had to be, also. <laughs> Far less child endangerment than Miniri. Okay, what did Gotara get? 27. 27, okay. So you see a iron, like, eagle-footed claw tub in the northern part of the room there. The window there is a high window. It's only... A small window about five feet off the ground, which you cannot see out of because you're not that tall. Over the side does seem to be a nice pine sink area with a wash basin in it with a small dispenser next to it for sundries and toiletries. There isn't like anybody in the tub or anything, right? 
Yes, actually, there's somebody in there with their kidneys drawn out, and they're in buckets of ice. Again? Nate, you beat me by one second on that. <laughs> hey, we don't know what the hell's been going on in here. Who knows? Go find the other two. Yeah, I'm waiting to see, like, the mutilated corpses in the basement or something. I, I would remind you the last house we were in was a murder house. Janos remembers all too well we didn't burn it down like he wanted. That house was also in the middle of nowhere on the edge of a seaside cliff. This is in the middle of a major city. Yes, because no one's had a murder house in the middle of a city. So was Donna, what's your point? Yeah. I was going to say, what was the one with the hotel with all the trap doors? That That was in Chicago. Yeah. (laughs) Your point, Chicago. A a tiny town, not known for its population. It's called the Windy City. Perception checks are very minest. Uh, Inspector, are you done looking in that shed? I would really appreciate it if we all got back together. I I would too, but uh, God has not allowed me to roll on this, so until such time, I am still searching. (laughs) You are muted, so I can only hear you through your husband's microphone, but uh, yes, no. I believe uh, God has already done this one time. Why must you ask him to do it again? <laughs> so what's the rest of the party doing while the inspector continues to search? Nate, look I'm at my... Making a delicious treat for my fellow party members. <laughs> look at what my character can see. It's weird as hell. Where did, um... God, oh, yeah. How did Janos go? Janos is, uh... You, could, you would see him walk back to the main uh, hallway okay. entrance. All right, come on, the Rumbles. Let's make sure he doesn't get himself killed. Uh, Nate, are the... you going to allow me to roll on this at any time soon, or no? Every time you keep asking, you search another barrel. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, can we just go, please? We really just need to move on. We were supposed to meet with your boss. I don't know what's going on with that. Now you've locked yourself in the closet. The door is shut. Oh, shit. Oh, my god. boss. <laughs> oh, yes, this needs to go up. We need... I can't find a very find the door gross anymore. turn. <clears throat> uh, I, I can't. I'm still in darkness. Okay, there we go. Did Janos Um, determine that there's nothing left of this house to search? There is one more door to the west. Can you ping it? Yeah, I was actually going to say. It's sort of hard to see. Oh, is that it? Oh, okay. It's open now. Oh, what the hell is this? Oh, that's not suspicious at all. A giant fucking summoning circle and a trap door. (laughs) It's a rug in a table. (laughs) <laughs> okay, that's not what that looks like. In it our looks defense, like a grate with like blood around it. It looks straight up like a summoning circle with a trap door. Uh, th- this is like the trap door into the murder basement. <laughs> right. Okay, who cuts the trap door out of the carpet? So that should be the first sign it's not a trap door. It looks Face like a summoning stalkers. circle. Yeah. <laughs> On top of the table is a human sacrifice. <laughs> Yeah, it's candles, human skulls, probably a few fingers. Uh, there's like leaves going around of you know various trees as bark. Probably a few candles on the edge of the room that are like burning out and smoking. This is very odd deco. This is actually all the rage right now. It is the in style. So this is completely normal. As a Frenchman, I would think you prefer Art Nouveau. It's a very normal sunroom sitting room. Cool. I think there's this also is a door. I think we're clear, but yeah, let's go open that door. I think it just leads outside. Yeah, it does. 
Hey, Inspector, hurry it up and get back in here. I am right behind you. There is no need to yell. Dame isn't as fast as the inspector, so she walks in and doesn't know where everybody is, and she's like, Marco! Whoever's closing doors, stop closing doors. <laughs> Who is Marco? I have not heard of this Marco. You hear Rumble's Joe Polo suspect? from the kitchen. It worked fine, Inspector. Don't worry about it. What yeah, is Rumble still doing in the kitchen? Rumble's uh, any help? Making a wonderful treat for the party. Also swiping all of the um, all of the um, swiping all of the uh, the stuff that's still good and throwing it into my bag of holding because yeah we need food for the road. Smart man. Rumbles, I I cannot condone this, but you are you're very smart and that looks absolutely delicious. So uh, I am going to pretend I did not see anything here in this obvious crime scene. <laughs> So, Nate, is this a multi-story house? It is. I was going to say, I haven't seen any beds yet. Over here? They are the stairs, indeed. So, I'm going upstairs. Who who wants to come with? Uh, Dane says that she'll go first. (laughs) Please, you can't even see the stairs. Oh, there they are. Yeah. Uh, Dame, if you want to position yourself right here. I'll go third if uh, that's the current order. Who's going first? Dame is going first. She volunteers to be the quote-unquote shield. Sacrifice? I mean, uh, <laughs> shield? <laughs> She's like some kind of shield made of meat. And Pretty we have found the void. It's both a metaphor and real. Stop it. I'm moving ah. everybody. <laughs> okay. Okay, you've now entered the second floor. Very tight space. Right. It is a trackless void. Going... Dame okay, is hold on. There's up. some flavor text. Sorry. Going up the stairs leads into a large. Oh, actually, you haven't entered the room yet. Never mind. Keep going. Say no, it doesn't. It enters into a hallway. Gonna... <laughs> so I'm gonna go. Um, Dame is gonna come down the hall. She is not gonna open any of the doors. She is going to tell the men behind her not to open any of the doors. She doesn't even talk to Gotara because she knows that Gotara is not gonna be that dumb, and um, is gonna move to the right where there looks like. Where it looks like there's an opening. Fairly insulting, this one. Actual description here. So you come up the stairs and you notice that there is a hallway. Straight across the hallway, you see another set of stairs leading up another floor. There appears to be a set of double doors to your south. And then there appears to be a hallway going to the north. Down the hallway, it looks like there are two doors on the end on the east and west. So double doors first, then? That works for me. On three? Actually, no. Sure. Um, Inspector, would you mind coming up and inspecting real quick? Uh, of course. That is uh, is what I do. Y'all know she's going to take out his weapon just in case. Yeah, I'm going to take a step course. back so that the inspector can do his thing. Oh, here? Yep. Okay. Um, yep, I'll roll a perception on these suckers. Ooh, that is a 39. 39. You notice two well-carved, well-fitting, well-hung double doors. As long as they're well-hung. Like, well-hung, you say. Do I hear anything behind it? 
You do not. I would have described it if you did. Okay. Any traps? I would have described it had you found them. I think we are good. Um, as we have uh, seen, I am not the best at combat, so... Uh, Dim, would you like to take the lead here? Certainly. If you could just scooch over, please. I will be way back here, away from danger, next to these two unopened doors. <laughs> Janos will stay next to <laughs> that seems the like other the appropriate door. choice. Yeah. In what the some might call pincer position? <laughs> I'm uh, Yano, not really uh, we open these doors tactics. together. Sounds good. One, two. Wait, 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 wait. Are we going on three or go? <laughs> Five. Five. What? I already wait, opened go. the door. <laughs> on three or on go? And then he's just, no, I'm just messing with you and he opens the door. <laughs> I was going to say, Dame just looks at him and just opens the door. <laughs> That's great. That's classic. All right. Look at this it tiny chair. What is it? Room. A chair for ants? <laughs> Could someone please explain to me why apparently chairs can stop you from seeing things? Because I made it so on dynamic lighting. Excuse me, Gotara, but, you know, you don't have to trample Dame every time you try and get into a room. And you're tiny. Yeah, also, aren't, aren't you a dwarf? So chairs are, like, high. So in this room, you see a large recreational room with a large table in the middle of the room and two small bar areas on the southern wall. This is when Aldern gets like, no, I don't want to go to this shitty bar. I'm going to the good bar. And he walks three yeah. feet to the right. Is that a chalice on the table or a light? It is a light. Oh, it's just a candle. Yes. Oh. Does this look, this area look like it's been used anytime recently? Or is there like dust accumulating? I'll save it the perception check because for sake of time, no, it does not look like it's been used recently. What's to the top? next room, Janos will exclaim. Agree. Rumbles is already down there opening doors. That sounds right. <laughs> so Rumbles has gone down the northern hallway to the end and oh, opened gone. the western. <laughs> Rumbles, Rumbles, you might want to. Uh, never mind. I think he can take care of himself. He what has opened the doing? western this bedroom and everybody has just piled in. <laughs> and Janos is now into the eastern bedroom. <laughs> oh, God. So, chaos. Dame just starts praying to her god that he'll just suck her back up <laughs> instead of... <laughs> She's like, I don't want to do this anymore. Uh, I'm this coming, I'm coming, Roland. I mean, I'm not good, but that's my excuse. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I, don't I, I do not think okay. we are with the right group if we want to be... Uh, so, supposedly these guys have experience. It's, it's uh, unnerving to say the least. So this small hallway leading to the two doors at the end seem to be two guest bedrooms. The one on the east being larger. Neither bedroom seems to be ha have been used or slept in for some time. Still want to roll perception just to be safe. Check the room. Janos will sure. check under the bed and also do a perception. Yeah, pretty much. I'll do a better perception. I got a 22, and I don't need to hear Steve's 88. 
Steve? I rolled low, but you're not going to like what I rolled, Jesse. I don't care. It's a 23. Oh, one up, bitch. <laughs> that's, that's actually a number that Marigold could hit. I know, that's achievable. <laughs> Such a dick number. I love it. Josh, what'd you get? I got a 20 on my perception check. And what did Gotar get? I didn't hear. 29. Okay. The four of you search around between these two rooms and you find nothing of note. You find cool. just clothes in the dressers. You find the beds that were neatly made at the time. Uh, just nothing in the room seems to be used in some time. Janos sits on the bed, takes off one of his boots, and just lets loose a, a ton of gravel and small pebbles from his boot. Feels better. Marigold is at the end of the hallway, just watching to make sure that nobody comes up on our um, behind us. I think we are good here. We should move on because, uh, as Marigold has so kindly reminded me, I think we were supposed to meet with my boss earlier today, and uh, at the very least, we need to come back with uh, something uh, for this unexplained absence. I, I, well, I would say there is a third floor, and we didn't know what's up there, so probably I we know, should not. So, uh, we should uh, speed this along, so to say. Yeah, okay. no, she's already following the dame, who seems seemingly going upstairs. Yes, yep. I'm slowly headed up the stairs. Oh waiting God, for where'd you go? I'm moving everyone up the stairs. <laughs> ah, oh God, I've disappeared. What is with all the doors in this campaign? Oh my God! Yay, more doors! Oh God, we really should just stick with the doormen. They're adorable. Moving up to the third floor, if you would like to move into the room. Another hoary nether world. You see a large open sitting area. The couch is flanked by two chairs sitting facing a large fireplace on the southern wall. In honor of Maniri, I will now describe the fireplace. <laughs> this large stone hearth is ten feet across and is decorated with sculptures of roaring lions on either end. There is also another set of double doors on the northern wall and a single door on the eastern wall. Uh, in honor of Maniri, I'm going to roll... I'm going to do a search of that fireplace. Sure. I thought you might. Uh, that is a 27. 27. Going up and looking at this fireplace, uh, it's not currently like active. There's nothing burning in it. But it doesn't look like the same thing. It doesn't look like anybody's been using it in a while. The, the only thing that looks like anybody's been using anything was downstairs where the faceless stalkers were. But you do notice that looking in the throat of the eastern sculpted lion's head, you do notice a tiny keyhole. Uh, there's a keyhole here. Um, I don't suppose any of you have found a key, no? I have got two keys that I picked up in misgivings. I'm going to try both. Which key uh, are you trying? So the first number one, one. Hmm? key number one. The first one would be, I believe, it was the brass key. The fir that first key that we found on the third floor. Okay, so you try that key is just much too large to fit in here. Then I will try 
think the, I think this one was iron. It was the one we found on Aldern himself. That key actually had a uh, I forgot what you call it, but the end of the key actually has a sculpted lion's head as well. Ooh. Oh shit! What do we got? I don't think that is the one. There's no way. I drop my it hammer fits. on his foot as I'm picking it out of my pocket. <laughs> it fits inside the, yeah, the hole. Yeah, it was out of character. Click. It unlocks. Boogie, boogie, boogie. Opening it up, you notice that it is a small secret compartment area. Do you pull out what's inside? More wine. Can I look and see what's inside before I stick my hand in there? It seems to be a, a bag with bon a small, a small satchel kind of bag size, and a folder with some papers in it. Jesse, that's what I'm worried about. Only pain. <laughs> yeah, I pull them out. I hand, I hand the folder to the inspector, and I open up the bag, fully expecting something to jump at my face. <laughs> the only thing that jumps at your face is 200 platinum pieces. Mother of whoa. <laughs> That is so weird that there is only this folder in in here. Uh, I find it very odd. Anyways, I'm going to read this the, the folder and only the folder that we found. <laughs> Although, Miniri, uh, at that point, Gotarga does get a little misty-eyed, thinking Miniri would have loved finding this in the fireplace. <laughs> <laughs> Inside the folder, anything in the fold in the um, fireplace ever again. <laughs> Inside the folder, you find some legal papers about the townhouse and the manor, as well as the deed to Foxglove Manor. I've so got some good own news the manor for now. as long as we do not find a will. But... You also find this. Steve, I would like you to read that. The text is actually legible on the bottom. Do not read it in the voice, please. <laughs> I will now speak in... Ah, man, I can't do my... Hold on, let me get in my German voice. Uh, Dean, just read the goddamn note. (laughs) (laughs) Know all men and women, present and future, that we, the members of the Brothers of the Seven, upon this day, the sixth, uh, Abadeus, in the year... Uh, 4,624 Absalom Reckoning. Hereby concede and by this deed confirm upon Voral Fox Club provisional ownership of of the holding to be known here and henceforth as Fox Club Manor. Located north of Magnamar in the Lost Coast Road due west of Bleak Low Moor upon the promontory for so long as he, Voral Foxglove, shall live, or so long as he direct, as his direct descendant shall live, to a period not to exceed 100 years. Construction of Foxglove Manor, having been financed partially on the holdings and coin of Voral Foxglove to the amount of 6 and 60, 6 and 60 percent, and partially upon the coffers of the Brothers of Seven to the amount of the remainder. 4 and 30 percent, Backed by collateral in the form of the seven sawmill. Ooh, sawmill. Hmm. Located itself upon uh, Kiever's. 
Islet uh, of Magmar shall ensure only on the physical and initial construction of the aforementioned manor with any subsequent repairs and maintenance to be the sole responsibility of Voral, Foxglove, or his descendants, blah, 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 100 years upon the passing of this time on the date of blah, 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 ownership of Foxglove goes to Manor shall include the lands within a mile and below, immediately, forevermore, within the Brothers of Seven, blah, blah, blah. Something about the Brotherhood's discretion, a gift, concession, warranty. It's a deed. It's a deed. The only major thing here is that uh, the Brotherhood of Seven is somehow involved, did roughly a third of the expenses, and can I roll a knowledge local on the Brotherhood of Seven? Maniri also mentions the fact that it says that it will not exceed... Maniri? Maniri's what? dead. Ah, uh, damn it. <laughs> you guys kept saying Maniri. Marigold, <laughs> um... The force ghost of Maniri appears in the fireplace. She is catatonic! Maniri, uh, oh my god. <laughs> Marigold says... <laughs> <laughs> Marigold says, that's the only thing you think is in this letter, Inspector? It also says that it does not exceed 100 years. Have they been in the house 100 years? Hasn't Isn't this the third generation of foxgloves that has lived in this home? The current year is 4708 AR, or 4706. The 100 years is not up. I, the, this is wait, the third generation. Not all of it. We haven't again. had a full like natural life spawn within it's that. It's been about eighty something years. Three generations. Oh. Yeah. Also, he he was the direct it, descendant. It, it was more or less saying a hundred year. It, he got it for a hundred years or no, no, it direct says, line. Shall so. live or so long as his direct descendant shall live to a period not to exceed one hundred years. I, but a hundred years hasn't passed since. The no, I get that part, but like, even if his descendants live, it's still only a hundred years. Aye, but we're, we're we're still within that period. Yeah, but I just thought it was over a hundred years. Yeah, the, the, anyway. the major thing is also that who who the yeah, who the hell are check the brothers out the other of rooms seven before something murders us? That's the big thing. Well, I want to roll a knowledge on brothers of seven. They're going to murder us anyway. We might as well figure this out before we die. That's the spirit. <laughs> 28. 28. You, Inspector, have more insight into this than other people. You know the Brothers of Seven are a organization within Magnamar that is obviously a criminal organization. There are a number of them around Magnamar and it's not just the Brotherhood of the Seven, but they're the most kind of Illuminati-esque. Like, nobody can actually prove they exist. You hear about them, but nobody's seen anything that says, oh, that was the Brothers of Seven, or they definitely exist, or I know a guy that's in it. Nobody's ever said any of those things. But it's kind of in words and whispers of, like, Brothers of Seven will, you know, get you among criminals that say if, you know, you do something stupid or this and that. And it's always as a law enforcement person saying that, you know, I'm going to bring down the Brothers of the Seven. Nobody's ever found one member. But this is potentially some of the strongest evidence ever found of their actual existence and the fact that it is written down. 
yeah, all it says is that they financed it and that it reverts back to them, but it doesn't say, well, well it says something about the sawmill, but. I was going to say, we also have a location. Yeah, we also have a location of it, so this is uh, potentially huge. The other but... thing is, underneath that folder, inside this special compartment, there's also a bunch of handwritten notes that indicate over the past three months, there are nearly a dozen entries that are labeled Aisha's trip to Absalom, each indicating that money was used from Foxglove paying for trips to go there. He was paying 200 gold a week every oath day at midnight to B7 at Seven Sawmill. Brother you seven. my battleship. E77 Sawmill. Nate, I have a very important question I need to ask you. Of course. This folder, mm -hmm. is it labeled how I did it? No, it's actually labeled, if I did it, here's how. Ah, uh, this is, this is... Wait, 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 sorry. In, in quotes, <laughs> it's, it's... This it, is like it's, OJ's is there a white book. Bronco on the cover? circumstantial. Yeah. <laughs> this is OJ's is book, I did it. The symbol of House the white Bronco? Yeah, by Orenthal, no. You know that book exists, right? Where it, oh, yeah. It's called I Did It, where he explains, if I were to do it, this is how I would have done it. There is a glove here. It is way too small. It's <laughs> tiny. It wouldn't even fit a, a gnome. Who could possibly have used this glove-stained, this blood-stained glove? It's, it's uh, crazy. Hold on. Is the deed notarized by, Coch by, by Cochrane? <laughs> no, uh, I will say, though, that without the inspector having to roll it, you do know that there is a sawmill on Kyber's Islet called Seven Sawmill. When was the last installment of Aisha's trip to Absalom? Probably just shy of two or three weeks ago. Okay, I was trying to see whether or not the faceless stalkers were going or not, but that doesn't seem the case. Hold on, I found something more. There is a white horse chase uh, through the city and uh, something about uh, a bus boy. This is so weird. Let me look into this further. Marigold <laughs> opens the door that's behind her. I was going to say, OJ notwithstanding, uh, let's check out the other rooms. and uh... For the kids in the audience, ask your parents about the OJ Simpson case. Janusz will follow with his... <laughs> His weapon still out. Uh, he has put the 200 platinum pieces in the bag of holding just for everyone's reference. Okay. Get the doors on three. Marigold's going to open the door to the right. I'll open the one right in front of me. Three. <laughs> Wait, on three or go. <laughs> I see part of a zebra rug. What is that? Yeah, this is... Is there a disco ball in this room? Because this is just wow. Okay. So, at the double doors to the northern wall, you open it up to show a master bedroom with a large bed on the western wall and an exotic carpet on the ground with a chair and desk on the eastern wall. There is another door, another door on the eastern wall into from that master bedroom. As far as where Maniri slash Dame has gone, you've gone into another small sitting area that looks like a study. Marigold's gonna open the door. Whoever is in, whoever owns this room, whoever sleeps here, is the killer. I don't care who it is. <laughs> Marigold's gonna open the door that she suspects probably goes into the same room that uh, Gotara just walked into. Yeah. Can I roll perception just to toss this 
very weird room. You yeah. find nothing of value. Okay, okay, can I go into the study and toss that room? Sure, gonna... you find nothing of value. Can we get okay. a knowledge of nature on that animal? <laughs> that is the, the rug? It's probably extinct now. <laughs> it is actually a zebra. Oh, uh, alright. It's black and white and red all that over. That is the biggest zebra I have ever seen. It's huge. Yeah, it's bigger than a king-size bed in more it's ways than one. It's a dire zebra. It is literally it, red, a... too. Yeah, I'm not crazy. Rumbles, it's... where are you going? It's a fantasy zebra. Do not go too far. Rumbles is leaving. He's going back to the kitchen. He's making some <laughs> more food. All right, have, we, have we cleared everything? I feel like the uh, the folder was the biggest clue here. There's another floor. There is? Isn't there? Oh, I lied. I lied. I'm sorry. We're I got all turned floor. around. We're all done. Yeah. Nope, we're all done. Yep. Nope, we made say, it there's up another three. floor. I don't uh, know about it. It's okay. It's fine. I just definitely totally missed it. And we didn't find any evidence of like a basement or anything, right? No. Okay. Except for that trap door that's cut through the rug. <laughs> Rumbles is going to idly look out a window to see if there's anybody gathering at the front. Sure. Roll me a perception. Rumbles. What, in the hope of customers? Also, aren't the windows fear of cops? Yeah, the popo. <laughs> we have the cops inside the house. The first floor window. Yeah, but copy your cops. <laughs> I know. And on the way, we left the cap to the guard. Uh, Nate, how does a 27 do you? Oh, that sounds great, except I mentioned last time all these windows are boarded up. Hmm. So Rumbles is taking the drawing on the boarded up part what? with a crayon. <laughs> he draws a lovely little scene of a bunch of popo outside with p torches and pitchforks. <laughs> so, Rumbles, I, I think you may have the right idea. How about we exit through the backyard and kind of go around? That way, if there is anyone waiting for us, they didn't see us. Let's head down the stairs. Can we grab at least... Wait, can we grab at least one of the spaceless stalkers on the way up? Corpses. Maybe bundled up in something. But, you know, in case a cleanup crew comes, we have absolute proof that, hey, we found some faceless stalkers in the town. Please tell me what you're going to bundle it you up Because The zebra I'm skin? take its head? Uh, yeah, the zebra. Let's, let's take the zebra rug or... Nobody the, will notice uh, you guys dragging circle. this carpet and or zebra rug through the streets. It's bleeding. Why carpet. don't we just take a head, Inspector, if you're that concerned? Can, also, can Yano yeah, just will not fit in the bag. Can Yano just go outside, start smoking some gillyweed or something like that? Because this is this is not a conversation you want. You guys to be have a, part a bag of. of holding one. It is not big enough to hold a body. Yeah, Marigold's gonna go to the back of the courtyard and say we should leave out the back. Yeah, I, I'm I'm already on my way out. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm following Rumbles them too. Following. All right, can we head back to uh, my boss's place because apparently we missed our. And on track for the young Frankenstein jokes for the evening, all I'm thinking of is that bit where they're hauling the corpse out and then the <laughs> the casket breaks and need a hand? No thanks, have one. <laughs> yeah. Okay. As you guys wait, so are you taking a corpse or no? No. No corpse. Oh, I'd rather not. A corpse through the streets. I just wanted to be sure here. So as you guys head back to the pediment building, all the way back in the capital district, you guys 
walk in to see that nice marble floor, and at the end of the foyer, you see Sheila sitting at her desk in the foyer. It's probably about 4, 4.30 now. It's the end of the day. She looks up at you and gives you a look. Her eyes widen. She tries to avert her eyes. And she's kind of making a face like, I wouldn't want to be you right now. <laughs> she looks up and says, uh, Good evening, Inspector. So, as you requested yesterday, we put a rush in on your meeting with the Justice. And he's been waiting for you all day. He's waiting for you upstairs. I'm still technically bloodied. And it's, uh, thank you, Sheila. I've got a little sidetrack today. We will go see him now. And as we walk away, I'm going to turn to Dame, who is um, the most charismatic, and just be like, I really fucked up here by not coming here right away in the morning. Um, I... I'm not a great people person. Um, can you help me out here, please? Are you asking the dame to talk to your boss and give you a note out of class? What is happening? I mean, I can always talk to him if you really want me yes. to. Yes. I, uh, I, I need you to help me out here because uh, we really should have seen him first thing in the morning, but obviously we got sidetracked. And uh, Janos will recommend that he doesn't to, come in the room. I, uh, he's going to have my ass. I, um, I can, I I can give him a tasty snack that I've whipped up at the house. Rumbles, if uh, you could do me a favor and uh, punch me in the face and give me a black eye really quickly. <laughs> yeah, sure. Hang on. So Coming right out. Uh, so the inspector okay. is dead. That was fun. <laughs> so Nate, can I just like, before before the inspector goes in, can I just give him like a quick anointment for the dying? <laughs> okay, so two things. One, before you all went upstairs, Sheila says, you all need visitor passes. So you get your name tags back. Of course. And secondly, as Rumbles goes, please roll me an attack roll. Janos will not be heading upstairs. He'll stay with Sheila and anyone else who wants to stay. Wait, wait, wait! Not lethal damage! <laughs> I may have missed anyway. He's letting you hit him. Flat-footed. Punch it and see. <laughs> Got an AC of negative three. Doing math. Uh, I think that's a 15. Josh, your face looks like you were just trying to calculate a home loan payment. Like, <laughs> were you, like, refinancing your mortgage? What were you doing there? I actually think he was counting the number of times his eyeballs swayed back and forth, and that was the number that he gave. I love you, Josh. So, so my question is: his his swing. Love you guys too. If, if you're letting him hit you, I would. It, think it would yeah, it would, yeah, it, it would be touch, but it. I think it would be touch. Okay, if it's if it's touch, it hits. If it's well, you also footed, wanted him to hit you, you so you miss, probably wouldn't be embarrassed have out of the yourself. way. So. So am I rolling the non damage? He might have flinched. Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. More math. Hey, Rob, can you do me a favor and roll me a heal check? Sure. 
Uh, well, that's a 20 on the die. Okay. So that is that 9 points of damage. 30? Okay. So, as Rumbles punches the inspector in the face, Katara checks him out real quick and just kind of remembers, you know a black eye doesn't show up immediately, right? <laughs> she doesn't say a word. <laughs> ah, still look freshly uh, hit, and I'm feeling a little woozy. If I can make a recommendation. Do you need another one just to make sure it might come in time? Maybe we didn't be beating up the law enforcement officer in the police station. Oh, right. Just I still have to fill out my name tag anyway. Seriously screwed up, and he is going to be very irate with me. And, uh... What, what did, didn't, what did, didn't you and the dame go? You take your lumps, you try to keep him more or less alive, and, um, Torag be with you, my son, as you walk through the Valley of the Shadow of Death. I am not his favorite. So- Who's going upstairs? Not me. <laughs> let let us all go. Let- Rumbles was instructed to remain downstairs and be a good boy. Okay. So the inspector and the dame are going upstairs. So as you climb the set of stairs all the way up to the fifth floor of the pediment building to the offices of the justices, you see that no other justices are there as the hour is late in the day. You can see the door to the Justice Ironbriar's office is open and light coming from it down the hall and is the last door on the right. As you walk into the door, a tall, slender woman is seen with her back to you. Walking gracefully over to the desk, she sits down in the chair, the notepad in front of her. Not a single wrinkle dares to mar her umber skin as she has an ageless appearance about her. Her youthful visage veils a dark wisdom you can see in her sapphire eyes. Her waist-length, wavy black hair covers half her face as she looks up at you. She adjusts her simple and worn gray tunic that is tied at the waist with an elegant gold-colored sash. As you approach, she cracks a smile and looks at you and says, May I help you? My lady, are you the justice? No, no. I am merely his secretary. Do you happen to know where we could find him? Yes, he's in the office behind me. Could you tell him that Inspector Clue and Dame Marigold Sunstorm are here to see him? Oh, yes. Sheila sent me an urgent message first thing this morning that I need to find time in the Justice's schedule for you. I had to move around some important meetings, but I was able to slip you in this morning. Yes, I am afraid that time got away from us during our investigation. We are most humbly sorry. Well, we had sent word to the Hammer and Stone and to the inspector's apartment. Sheila said that it sounded urgent, so... It is. We found additional information that we thought could be helpful, uh, and we wanted to try and see if we could clear it up, and we hadn't received your communication at the time. We are deeply sorry. If we could just speak with the Justice, I'm sure that our information will be extremely helpful for him. Okay, would anyone like anything to drink while you're waiting? A sparkling water with some lime. Damn. Going for it. Just kidding. She would never say that. It's just then you hear a booming voice come from the other side of the door and say, Clue! Is that you? Get in here now! I suggest you go first. I will go first. 
do we hear that downstairs? No, you're five floors down. I was gonna say, all of a sudden, you just hear Rumbles just go, "Oh shit, he's in for it now." <laughs> My dead man walking. Three pair. Lay him on the table, boys. I was gonna say we've agreed that we're playing poker on the first floor. <laughs> Good choice. You're playing poker. Rumbles can read, but he probably doesn't have a good poker face. Why do you think I'm playing with Rumbles? <laughs> I just can totally picture anyway, Rumbles giggling. He's down 10 As platinum you open already. the door to his office, this elaborate office now is decorated with symbols of law and order, elvish, chelish, Veresian, and other various cultures that you do not recognize. In front of you are three couches and six chairs, all situated around the room facing a very large and impressive oak desk. Behind the oak desk, in a large and elegant chair, sits Justice Ironbriar. A tall, striking figure, Justice Ironbriar is an elven male with jet black hair that is drawn back into a tight ponytail behind his head. His steel gray eyes look sternly at you with a mixture of concern and irritation. His features, whilst normally charming, have formed into a severe scowl as you enter the room his anger made apparent by the tint of red on his tips of his pointed ears. Ironbriar commands an air of elegance around him in respect. He is dressed in a fine gold chain shirt accented by fine red leather harnessing that matches his vermilion tunic. The deep scarlet and rich plum of his overcoat are edged with shimmering gold emphasizing his regality. His hands are covered by purple gloves that are folded in front of him on the desk. The Justice is known for quelling an uprising in Underbridge by rallying the town guard who was mostly corrupt and unorganized at the town. He then revamped the entire structure of soldiers and created the system in place today for the professional town guard and organized system within each district. The one that you are a part of. He stares up at the inspector and says, You're late, inspector, and you know how much I loathe tardiness. You'd better have a damn good reason for skipping our meeting. And who's your friend? Good evening, sir. She literally uh, just takes her hand and puts it on the inspector's this elbow. Is, or like on like the shoulder and just like stops him, even though he's taller than her and everything. Like she reaches up and is just like, stop, stop. And says, good sir, my name is Dame Marigold Sunstorm and I am a paladin of Saren Ray. I am here to help the inspector and his compatriots to unravel this mystery that began in Sandpoint. I am terribly sorry for the lateness of the hour. We found some information that we needed to follow immediately in the morning and we did not receive a communication from this office in time. We are terribly sorry, but we do think that we have some information that will definitely help you in your investigation of the mysterious uh, murders that have happened in town. Uh, if you could just listen to the inspector with an open ear, we would much appreciate it. And I know that we don't deserve it, but I do believe that it would help you. And I'd like to roll a diplomacy check. Sure. Roll a diplomacy. Dame's first roll of the evening, a 20. Well, 20 all told. Nice. Okay. So he kind of looks up at you and says, well, Clue... Definitely down. Oh, up at the inspector. Sorry. You have returned from Sandpoint. I trust things are in order down there. Sheriff Hemlock better not be sending any more requests. Will he? And what the hell 
have you been up to? She releases your arm at this point and feels like you could probably explain what's happened. As it is your job. He will look at uh, the justice and be like, well, uh, I believe the issue in Sandpoint has uh, been resolved, but uh, it had some very concerning uh, implications that led back here to Magna Ma. Uh, I talked with uh, Williams two days prior, and uh, there's been a string of murders uh, with a seven-pointed star uh, iconography uh, that has been... Uh, has been done, and the murders down in Sandpoint, uh, seven-pointed stars were carved in, uh, it, though it had a tinge of uh, necromancy. It kind of... Rem- My working theory kind of going in was uh, it may be uh, criminal-related, kind of like the uh, whole fish people incident. So you believe your working theory is the people's bodies that have been showing up flayed open in a seven-pointed star is criminal. I believe so. Uh, recently, uh, this today we were investigating uh, the... They're not just popping open in seven-pointed stars around the city? You think somebody's actually doing this? I'm so glad you're an inspector for the city, Clue. I think it is a, a, a much wider conspiracy than that. Uh, today we found a house full of uh, faceless stalkers. They were um, they were using the guise of a ghoul that was in Magnamar. Uh, you see him kind of stare at you funny when you say faceless stalkers. Where was this house? Uh, Foxglove. Uh, they have a town, uh, and he will give directions. Um, you see him kind of jot it down on his notepad quick. Yeah. Uh, they are probably still there unless someone has... Unless, you know, the cleanup crew has come, I would get on that. He came straight there after, straight here after taking care of that. And I also found this, and he will put down the file folder with the Foxglove deed. Uh, it, it links back, but the interesting uh, point here is uh, the Brotherhood of Seven. And so he's skimming the note, but he hasn't got to that part yet. But he just stops and says, Did you say the Brotherhood of the Seven? It is uh, right there. And more than that, there is a location uh, spelled out here, which uh, is more than we've had in years. We also discovered, sir, that Yanisha is the mistress of the seven and she was actually providing Aldern Foxglove with directions as to what to do in Sandpoint. Yanisha, you say. And you see him writing more notes. He's kind of writing everything down you're saying as he goes along. And he kind of looks at it and says, Damn brotherhood. I became a justice just shy of 80 years ago and I've been hearing about them trying to destroy them. No other damn criminals in this city have been such a thorn in my side. Not the Zarni, not the Night Scales, the Rushlights, or even the damn Shawanti. Cleaning up the streets of Lowcleft was easier than finding the damn Brotherhood. I promised the previous Lord Mayor, and this one, that I would root out the damn cult and eliminate them from our city. But they've made me look like a fool so far. No evidence has been found. 
but you're telling me you actually have a lead on them? Uh, yes, the uh, Seven Star uh, Sawmill uh, over, over on that island. Uh, it, it is spelled out. I would, I would like to go and investigate that next. Um, again, there, and he, he, uh, he will kind of give him the lowdown of what happened in uh, in Sandpoint, as far as he knows, and any connections, especially the Seven Pointed Star, as he's been filled in. Uh, there, there is um, one more connection. Um, I do not think it is uh, as far as the criminal. Uh, I do not believe it is murder related, but uh, I also feel the Silver Heels may be uh, involved in some way. Their son was a part of the original investigation group and... Uh, Unfortunately, he died during the course of the investigation of the manor, and uh, I do not know what kind of fallout we can expect from that, but uh, you know them. Petty criminals. In the grand scheme of things, their little operation is of no concern to me. But they they could complicate matters, but I agree, the, the seven... The Brotherhood is the big uh, operator here. Clue, according to this note, and he picks up the note that you gave him, that on every oath day, they meet them at this sawmill? Uh, that is what it says, yes. Today is oath day. Uh, Would you like us to go investigate the sawmill, sir? You should go check this out. I need to know if this is legitimate. Every time we get a whiff of anything about the Brotherhood in this city or any city guard, they disappear. I need you to follow up on this. Absolutely. I will not forget if you do this, Clue. Just as this will be good for me, it will be good for you. You haven't told anyone about this information, have you? I suspect they have spies within our organization. We came right here from uh, from the, the mansion, so uh, we haven't had the opportunity to tell anyone. We can head out right away. Um, I, I agree. I think this might be our best chance. Next Oath Day, they will probably have already wiped their uh, operation and moved elsewhere. Every time I try to get anything on them, even when I've led an operation myself, something always happens. Don't tell anyone about this, but you need to lay low for a little while. This note says that they meet at midnight. Um, so whereabouts is this island, comparatively? Uh, it is in the southern part of the city. What, like an hour walk or something? I can show you. I can show you a map when we're done. Okay, so it, it's relatively close. Um, that that is fine. Uh, we can. Uh, I can take my group and we can get a little something to eat and then uh, go stake out the area. Be, if, hopefully, before they arrive, but not too early that they get suspicious. Then he kind of looks and he says, this information does not leave this office clue. If you manage to find the Brotherhood and possibly flush out or even eliminate their dead, Chief Inspector just might be in your future and a very sizable reward for you and your friends. Uh, thank you, sir. And uh, he will turn to Dame and be like, let us uh, go make our preparations for this operation. Certainly. And he will 
very much not pick up the the stuff. He will leave it on the desk. So, as you enter or as you exit, is there anybody doing anything else? Uh, before we leave the fifth floor, Marigold's just going to walk up to the receptionist and say, "I just want to let you know that if you ever need like a bird cage or some type of contraption or lock." You really should go to Bugs Contraptions. <laughs> she said she would do it, and she's not. She is a paladin, damn it, and she's going to do it for at least somebody. She's going to promote it as much as possible. If for whatever reason the justice needs a raven cage or, you know, if he has some sort of diseased rat, there's definitely a cage for him at Stop laughing, Steve! If the justice no. has a diseased rat. <laughs> I'd like to roll a diplomacy check. No, no, no. She just looks at you very funny and says, Thank you. The rookery <laughs> is on the roof, though, for our own ravens. But if I ever need a cage, I guess I can go there. I don't have a pet bird. Well, you know, just in case you have to travel with the raven with the justice. Uh, you guys make this very hard to roleplay, sincerely. Dame, I, I, I think we have a business to attend to. We can uh, do promotional material later. Which one? I'm going to start making pamphlets. <laughs> I think we made we met someone who is very fond of pamphlets. Do we uh, billboard space? On back in Sandpoint. Okay, so as you guys go back downstairs, you run into the rest of your party, and I am sure you disseminate this information to them. And I don't think I do. I think I say we need to uh, let's just take a walk to my place. Uh, we I have some information on our next uh, our next leg of our investigation. No. Well, you're not gonna, you're going to say to them just not in the station. I get it. I not in the station. We should get going. Yeah. I was about ready to take the big ones short anyway. <laughs> As we come down, what do we see? Uh, who's winning the pot? Let's roll roll off, d20. Okay. <laughs> Add your charisma modifiers. Ooh. Oh, no! <laughs> so you mean subtract one from my already glorious roll. You, you two are screwed. Josh is going to win this crap. I got an 11. Straight 14. Uh, yeah, no, I rolled a 6, because I rolled a 4 on the die. Never mind! Okay. So as Gotara is sweeping up all the winnings into her bag, you guys get up together and head out to go to Clues to talk about what he's found out. I... And I'm sorry, so Rob, you, you pick up all your stuff? I was going to say, I feel like what happened was Gotara wasn't going to try, and then she saw Janos trying to fleece poor Rumbles, and that's when she got serious. <laughs> I would also like to point it out that I think the Justice did it. Okay. I'm going to throw it and... up. Ooh, you think he's part of the Seven? I don't know, I kind of like the receptionist theory. Juicy. Juicy. Well, we will see what happens when next time when you guys are going to go investigate the sawmill at midnight. Thank you very much, everyone, and see you next time.
Hello, I'm Stephen Freund, but you may know me as the brilliant and enigmatic Inspector Clear. Thank you for listening to this episode of Split the Party, brought to you by the Poor Decisions Network. If you enjoy our show, please rate and review so that we can find new party members who are still lost in the forest. Thank you for listening to Split the Party on the Poor Decisions Network. This has been our presentation and interpretation of Paizo's Rise of the Rune Lords Adventure Path with background music by Sirenscape. Join us next time.